Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Retail Experiences, a podcast brought to you by Hyosung Interview. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Folks, it's great to be back for another episode as we discuss trends, timely topics, technology, and really major tectonic plate shifting forces that are impacting the larger retail industry. So thanks again for joining us here in studio for the podcast. Make sure you're heading to our website, hyosunginterview.com. Again, that's hyosunginterview.com for more information about the various topics we're going to be breaking down today on the podcast, but also to find out more about our podcast. Uh, you can find previous episodes as well as future episodes. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for that full catalog and updates when we drop new content but also head to our website for more information on our solutions and services. All right, folks, let's jump in. On today's episode of the podcast, we're gonna be digging into the incoming compliance standards updates for ATMs. These are coming out of the Payment Card Industry Security Standards Council. Now we're gonna be honing this in on, again, specifically uh, the larger retail industry, right? And retail professionals and ATM operators, we hope at this point are familiar with PCI TR31. But if you're not, we're gonna be breaking it down today for you and you'll get everything you need. So come the deadline of December 31st, 2024, PCI TR31 is gonna require an update and an upgrade to all ATM encrypting pin pad hardware and firmware and software. All right, what does all that mean? We'll break it down here in a second, but December 31st, 2024, you might hear, oh yeah, another year, year and a half or so of an on-ramp. We can take our time, things are fine, right? Well, sort of, right? Even though there is still a bit of an on-ramp, if you wait too long to get compliant, it could bite you. So we're gonna cover with our conversation today the potential consequences of waiting to upgrade your hardware and software in the wake of new PCI TR31 compliance standards. We're gonna break down the full ecosystem of changes and how this is gonna impact your ATM operations. But then also, we're gonna make sure that you can get ahead strategically of these compliance shifts with a smart and proactive approach. So let's go ahead and jump in. I'm pleased to welcome our two guests who are gonna help break down this ecosystem and strategies for you guys. I'm pleased to welcome Jeremy Ward, Tech Support Manager with Hyosung Interview, and Jasmine Jones, Director of Part Sales at Hyosung Interview. Jeremy and Jasmine, great to have you both on. How are y'all doing? Great, great. Great so far. How yeah, are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. The host doesn't always get asked, so I appreciate it. No, but I'm just kidding. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, your combined experience is going to be very useful to pull from for today's conversation. And I know our audience is really going to appreciate, um, you know, a full breakdown of why these uh, compliance standards are even being introduced in the first place, uh, how that impacts operations, and what they can do to get ahead. So I got a little bit more context to apply before I start asking you some questions, but I just want to make sure our audience really gets these coming deadlines. So again, the PCI Security Standards Council has new standards for ATM pin pads and data encryption. So the mandates have two key deadlines. First one, December 31st, 2024, all terminals capable of being upgraded to the latest version of encrypting pin pad of EPP, they must be upgraded by then, right? Non-upgradable terminals must be replaced. Now, by the next day, January 1st of 2025, operational ATMs need to have current firmware and software that uses TR31 phase three key blocks. Okay, that's a lot of info there. Can y'all help break down what exactly that means? Am I missing anything with that basic uh, summary there? 
and just, I guess, further expand for our audience the scope of these compliance standards and their changes? Uh, well, first, there are two components. As you mentioned, there's a hardware component as well as a software component. Okay. And with that hardware component, um, the biggest issue is making sure your ATM has a 3.0 or 5.0 keypad. Okay. Uh, that is, the, those are the TR31 compliant keypads. Um, from a hardware perspective, you also need to have an ATM that's operating Windows CE 6.03 or mm. higher. Um, and then from the software aspect of things, you need to make sure you have the latest Yosung software uploaded to the ATM. Gotcha. The hardware and the software side is the uh, the, the key to this. Um, and, and most of our customers' ATMs uh, are going to be uh, uh, have the hardware. Uh, they'll just need to update the software. Gotcha. And then, like Jasmine Messenger as well um, mentioned as well, the um, the software. So they'll just need to update their software Great. Uh, on those machines. Okay. So I'm curious then, what kind of motivated this decision in the first place? From what y'all have seen, right? Have uh, I guess has this latest update to EPPs kind of been on the radar for a while? Has it been known that there's kind of this need for mass upgrades, mass restandardization? Um, where's the market at right now? Well, uh, every six years, uh, PCI uh, security standards mandates a new keypad, okay. a new hardware that, that manufacturers have to follow. And so every six years we have to, we, we well prior to that of course, we come out with this keypad. Um, we hire a third party company, they, they do their checks and balances on it so it meets the, this criteria one through 10 or whatever. Right. Then we start putting it on our ATMs uh, at that date, whatever the deadline is for, for us, for manufacturers. Gotcha. And then we kind of go from there. So so our customers are familiar with this, The the, I don't know if evolution is the right word, uh, it might be, but with um, EMV card readers, keypads, but keypads is the constant every six years. It's it's a new thing. Okay. Uh, and this is just uh, part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a pretty consistent cycle then for the clients you work with? Yes. And, you know, with TR31, it mandates the implementation of key blocks. Those are the, it's the latest evolution in the technology. So it's the most secure method of transferring data from host to ATM. Um, that type of thing. Gotcha. And then just one more time, so our audience, um, you know, you know, really bakes in. But again, what are some of the requirements then for ATMs to be compliant with TR31? Um, let's do hardware first, right? What about the hardware needs to be replaced or upgraded to be compliant come January first, twenty twenty-five? That keypad. So it depends. Okay. I think one thing that would be helpful to establish is Yosung rolled out. Uh, TR31 compliant 5.0 keypad. Okay. It's also known as an X1 keypad. So we rolled that out in January 2020, but oh, nice. every machine we've shipped from May 2021 on out has that 5.0 keypad. So I think one way to really determine which machines need some type of upgrades is to determine, you know, when was that machine shipped? That's one of the first things for sure. Okay, great. Yes, uh, and, and to your point, um, the the 3.0 keypad, the version 3.0 keypad, uh, is also um, going to be meet the TR31 compliance as well. Okay. Um, and we, and we started shipping out every ATM uh, from May 1st, uh, 2014, to today had a 3.0 keypad. Gotcha. Well, not to today, but to 2020 until we went to the X1 keypad. Mm -hmm. So so if a customer's ATM is is uh, 
older than May 1st of 2014, uh, it, it at least has the, the keypad that it needs. Great. And then we kind of go from there with the software. Okay, so there's at least a, an almost like 10 year ecosystem of ATMs that should already have the needed hardware out yes. there, right? Okay, right. great. So most of the machines that would require some form of an upgrade are a bit older. Um, and then any machine that is not eligible for TR31 upgrades, that machine is, it's been out there for a while. Right, okay, cool. Now, um, let's get the software and firmware side um, reestablished too for our audience. What are those standards on the software and firmware side that ATMs need to have to be compliant with TR31? And is that also, um, you know, generally up to date or does that get updated more frequently than the hardware, right? Uh, give us give us a pulse there. Yeah, currently the, the application software needed uh, to meet the TR31 guidelines is version 060300, okay. which our customers are, are familiar with those software versions. Um, but as long as they have that version or higher, they, they meet the TR31 guidelines. Cool. Uh, but when a customer is updating their, their ATM, they're not just gonna update to, you know, right now we have uh, version 060301 available, so they wouldn't update to version 06030 zero zero I mean, right. for obvious reasons or whatever but so so it's kind of like the if if you if your ATM is not at zero six zero zero or zero three zero zero or higher update it to the latest gotcha and, and you're covered and just so our audience knows um, just in case let's say they don't know how to check that right how do they check to make sure that they have the right software and hardware in place uh, the easiest way is to pull the print all set up from the ATM and okay. get the version numbers. Uh, the application version number will be on the print all set up and the firmware version of the keypad will be on the print all set up. And from that, they'll be able to determine what they need to update, okay. if anything. Easy enough. So I want to paint a larger picture here because y'all said, what, since about 2014, the hardware from Hyosung ATMs has been up to date and is gonna be compliant with the new uh, TER31 standards, right? Um, software, um, you can check on your ATM to see if it's up to date. But since we're talking about the retail ecosystem, you know, there's a lot of brick and mortar touch points out there um, with self-service ATMs and the variety of self-service ATMs and their age you know, is, is pretty, pretty wide. Um, so there might still be a lot of retails, uh, excuse me, retailers out there operating with ATMs that are older than 10 years old, right? But I'm curious what y'all see out in the market today. Do you expect that most retailers are gonna be dealing with full replacements of their ATMs? Are they gonna be dealing mostly with upgrades of um, you know, hardware components, but they keep their ATM? Are they mostly gonna be worried about software and firmware? Kind of what's your, what's your pulse on the, um, you know, the general health of the market? Well, I think most of their ATMs are going to meet the TR31 hardware guidelines, okay. uh, having that version 3.0 keypad or X1 keypad. Um, so on most of the terminals, they will just need to update the software okay. uh, on their machines. Uh, so the, the older machines that, that will not support the, the hardware upgrade uh, or software upgrade, those machines will be 
um, like you said, those were prior to 2014. And, and being that it's almost 10 years now, those, those machines, for the most part, have, have ran their course. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, their lifetime is coming. They serve their duty. They've been out there doing their job for 10 years or so. So yeah. it, it's uh, just kind of like a, a natural type thing. To, those will drop off the end. There's not a whole lot out there. I sure. Think, so. Now, for those few that can't be upgraded, uh, either hardware or software, and have to essentially be replaced or rendered obsolete. Um, do you know of a, um, a common like ATM type uh, or you know maker model, I suppose, that fits that bill that you think you know might be something that retailers should keep an eye out for? Right? It's like if you have this kind, it's probably likely going to be rendered obsolete, and you got to replace it. Yes, that's going to be our WinCE 5.0. Uh, machines. Okay. Uh, that, that's the uh, the WinCE 5.0 platform is what they were built on, and we don't have the capacity to upgrade those gotcha. hardware software, so that's why they're becoming obsolete, so to speak. So, cool. so all of their WinCE 5.0 machines will need to be uh, replaced. And um, again, how can the audience and folks with that um, piece of hardware, how can they check to make sure that's the model that they have? Um, the, the three models that, that fall into the WinCE 5.0 platform is going to be the 1800CE, okay. 5000CE, and 5300CE. Okay. Um, we sold a lot of those 1800CE machines. That was our main machine for, for a period of time, okay. so there's, there's a, a fair amount out there. Yeah. Uh, and, and customers are typically familiar with, you know, oh, that's an 1800CE at this location, and this location doesn't, you know, so so they have a general idea of what ATMs have been out there long enough to where they, they're, they're a WinCE 5.0 machine, and sure. they know they need to replace. Perfect, okay. Now, what happens then to a Hyosung ATM that doesn't meet TR31 requirements by, by deadline? Should you know, um, those brick and mortar owners and operators just deal with getting rid of that at their own pace? Should they get in contact with Hyosung to help remove it or replace it? What's usually the best strategy there? I think one of the keys is getting started sooner rather than later. You know, as we mentioned, um, some of those 1800 CEs, there's quite a few out there. And yeah. the biggest thing is first taking inventory of what you have, forecasting your needs, okay, which ATMs have to be replaced, right. which ATMs have an upgrade path. And for the ones that do, we highly recommend placing orders soon, just because, you know, it feels like we have a bit of time, but we really don't. So if you wait until that last minute to order the keypad, yeah. there's a chance there may be a backlog, just because many dealers, you know, oftentimes wait until the last minute. So the first thing is taking inventory of what you have, deciding the machines that should be replaced, reach out to Yosung, your sales manager, as soon as possible, and they'll help you find a machine that suits your needs and get that one replaced. Because once you order it, you also have to get it installed. So right. the key is getting start, started today. Yeah. You don't want to be calling people up on Christmas saying, yeah, yeah. I've got a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got a week. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> time, time got away from me. Yeah, yeah right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. He put right. in a special Christmas order? Right, yeah. Right. Um, well, then, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm wondering if y'all could also give our audience um, kind of a pulse of what you're seeing in terms of strategies from retailers today, right? How are um, retailers, regardless of size, starting to prepare for some of these mandates, especially given the the deadline which you know might not feel that tight but is actually pretty tight it's only about a year away um any immediate challenges you're hearing on the radar already or strategies you're hearing from folks or 
is there just a, a lack of energy around it so far? You know, kind of what, what are you hearing? I'm hearing customers talk about it and, and kind of plan for mm -hmm. it. One of their big questions is, you know, are they going to extend the deadline? Mm -hmm. And and the deadline was 2020, yeah. and due to COVID, it, it was extended already oh, once. Sure. So, and I, I'm 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 as honest as can be with customers in that. I'm like, you know, I get it. You know, I've been part of those. You know, they, they extend this, extend that, and we it happens all the time. But I, I don't think they're going to extend this one. Yeah, yeah. You know, this I is really already the already extension. Extended once. <laughs> We're already almost and five years. And yeah, the at that point, and right? the TR31 <laughs> key blocks, uh, the the it is critical in that uh, from a security standpoint. I mean, it's really to help help end users more than anything, or you know, retailers uh, right. to protect their protect their machines. Um, so it, I, I do I, I, my my word to them is you know. Uh, this isn't going to be extended, so do what you have to do now. You know, if you have 60 machines, then cut them up into monthly, quarterly, mm -hmm. whatever, but, you know, get a plan together. Yeah, know? and from a parts perspective, um, I'm starting to see our, you know, partners take action. Um, mm -hmm. As Jeremy mentioned, we've been talking about this for a few years now. Yeah. Um, so there were some that waited until, I would say, about a year out, or almost a year out. But I'm starting to see uh, part keypad orders um, in bulk orders, right? So nice. just this, you know, last week we got a partner that ordered 500 keypads. So what's happening nice. is our demand is thrown all off, right? We're having keypads that we may have sold, you know, a few dozen per month that we're selling hundreds. And when that happens, yeah. obviously that puts a lot of pressure on the supply chain. And then obviously in general, we're coming out of a pandemic. There's a lot of market uncertainty, supply chain issues. So what the dealers that are doing that now, we're applauding them because they're gonna have that time to get those keypads installed, right? right? Once you get them, that's one step, but you have to actually get to that machine physically and, and get that set up. So I'm starting to see some action being taken. I'm starting to see a lot of orders. I'm starting to get questions about, hey, I have a you know 5300 XP, what can I do? Mm. Or do you have a reference guide that will help me determine um, what's the next steps for my fleet? So mm -hmm. I really recommend you know taking action and I will say that quite a few have already started that. Definitely. Well, and y'all bring up a good point too that it's, it's more than just an upgrade. An upgrade usually has, well, I mean, let's say like 10 different nodes of you got to order it here, it's got to be shipped to here, and then you got to make sure to coordinate with, you know, um, this professional to make sure to get the part, this professional to install the part, you know, this professional to, to check to make sure everything is still operational. And so all those moving pieces mean that the sooner you can get started, mm -hmm. the better. Because you do not want to be caught in a snag where you know, you waited a little bit and yeah, maybe some things come into fruition, but that last step ends up pushing you past the compliance date, right? So yes, great point. Um, speaking of, I'm curious then, who's gonna be enforcing these PCI mandates, right? And what should retailers expect in terms of oversight? Um, is that something that will be checked on periodically? Will there be areas, you know, I guess, um, eras or periods where the, people come by physically to check on these ATMs? Is it a virtual check? You know, uh, what's that look like? Well, it's gonna be um, policed by the host processors. Mm -hmm. Okay. So so it's really up to the host processors to, to also get the word out to their customers to just to let them know, you know, your keypad doesn't meet the criteria um, and you need to update software, hardware, whatever. Um, Prior to prior to this mandate, uh, I don't. Uh, 
processors really couldn't tell what what keypad they had and things like that. Sure. Um, but but with this with this new mandate, they will be able to to tell you know if they have a hundred machines uh, connecting to them, they can tell that ninety five of them meet the requirements and five do not. Okay. So. It is one of those, uh, uh, it'll be a hard stop for those, I do believe. Yeah, but, and there's yeah. A, a phrase, you know, that's out there about your ATM going dark. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what that alludes to. Um, if the ATM processor controls that, if they will fuse to process any transactions from your ATM, it won't be functional. So right. it'll be there, but you wouldn't be able to operate it because mm -hmm. as, you know, Jeremy mentioned, they have awareness on, they will have awareness on um, which machines are operating the TR31 compliant keypads gotcha. and software. So then essentially come January 2nd, 2025, if you haven't met compliance standards, you're just going to have a hunk of metal in your store that yeah. doesn't do much. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Right. Okay. Much. Um, so is that really just the main consequence or potential consequence for retailers that fail to comply with these mandates? Is that essentially it'll just their ATM will go dark? I think that's just a piece of it. I think the biggest thing is to understand that this is to protect, you know, the, the customer, right? Right. If you look at it, that is key blocks, there will be the most secure method of those data transfers. And essentially they protect the encryption that protects the ATM uh, payment security. So if you're not complying, then you're actually making your ATM more susceptible to hackers and attacks. Mm -hmm. Um, and oftentimes, you know, when those types of things happen, it takes some time to discover it, right? right. So while they're kind of going rogue with that exposed ATM, you put the greater e ecosystem at risk, right? Because True. then you can, you know, run a chance of uh, data exploits and things of that nature. So um, your ATM will go dark. That's one consequence. But right. another, a bigger one, is just you're really susceptible to attacks and things of that nature, uh, jackpotting. So we really recommend that you keep in mind that it's not just about the machine not operating. A bigger consequence is that machine being exploited. Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah. Well, because then at that point, too, I mean, obviously not good for the customer, right? But also, um, you know, the potential liability to your brand, even, too, if you're a retailer out there, right? The last thing you want to do is be known as the retailer that, yeah, you know, 50, the last 15 customers that came through here all got their information right. swipe so, or something, right? Because yeah. you failed to yeah. update mm -hmm. your ATM. So you also expose that end user, you right. know, their data could be compromised. So um, I think this is, if I could simplify it, is a proactive measure to avoid that happening versus, you know, or at least minimize the chance of that happening. For sure, love it. Um, so then, okay, let's start talking strategy. What can retailers start doing now then to get ahead? Who do they need to be getting in contact with? Where should they maybe start setting up, you know, actual dates and putting things on the calendar? Are there any key milestones that they should kind of have on their radar? Uh, typically, retailers are uh, they they do business. They buy their ATMs from resellers of ours. Right. So those resellers uh, should already be in contact with the with the retailers. Okay. Um, so they should know, be hearing from resellers proactively, they, reaching out. They should. They yes, should be. Okay. Yes. And, and if if for some reason there is a retailer out there that has an ATM that doesn't know, maybe they can't get in contact with their reseller, mm. or they lost contact with them, or maybe the the they purchased the location recent, recently and it had 
an ATM in it already and mm -hmm. they, they don't know, they can reach out to Yosung and we can, we can mm -hmm. assess, you know, let them know um, who to get in contact with to, mm -hmm. to verify if it does meet the criteria. Cool. Or we can even verify it and then give them, you know, say, okay, it doesn't meet the criteria, you need, a hard, you need hardware and software, mm -hmm. here's a reseller that can help you with that. Gotcha. One of those deals. So I, I would say, you know, a key milestone at this point, hopefully they've taken inventory of, you know, the fleet, right? How what many models ATMs, do you have? Right. How mm -hmm. many need to be replaced? Uh, how many need some hardware upgrades? And if you've already done that, let's milestone one. The second step is taking some action, um, ordering those machines, the replacements out there. And then also, if that machine is eligible to upgrade, you need to start ordering those keypads. You know, if you wait till the last minute, um, I think you really just, you don't really do yourself any favor. You're kind of leaving it up to look. Will it be there, right? So yeah. I think at this point, we should be at the place where we're placing orders, for sure. Yeah. Now, is there a typical, you know, I guess it's very different per region, per reseller, you know, per need and size of fleet, but is there a general sort of timeline of how long this process takes for um, the average uh, customer that y'all work with, right? A retailer chain, let's say. Um, just so that they can start, you know, planning out these phases, um, especially if they're dealing with fleets of multiple, multiple ATMs. Yeah. Uh, I would say um, maybe maybe a month. And, and what I, so so if the if the keypads in stock, so right, once you have the keypad, month, yeah, because you place the order, <laughs> you get the order in. And then you'll you'll kind of schedule that. I mean, if it's a, it's a, if it's a, an ATM or a location close by, those are obviously easier. But it's the outliers, uh, the, mm -hmm. the one-offs that you have to schedule that. Uh, maybe you have to pay somebody to go out there uh, mm -hmm. to do it or right. get your technician. But you have to schedule all that. Yeah. You know, they they already have their plates full as it is. So mm -hmm. so I would say uh, give yourself a month, best case scenario, just mm -hmm. to to get each one yeah. know, updated uh, with what it needs. Well, and then, yeah, too, I mean, a month sounds like, okay, well, I've got 16 months, so I can take my time, but it's like, yeah, maybe if you have one ATM, but right, if right. you're dealing with multiple Good and boy. their locations are, mm -hmm. you know, everywhere from a downtown to a rural, you know, a rural C-store, getting someone out there to install the keypad or to upgrade your um, software and firmware uh, it's going to vary wildly in availability. So that's, I guess, again, why we want folks being proactive, right? Yeah. And like you stated, that's a month if you have what you need in hand. Exactly. If you don't, then you probably should take action on that. And um, I can't highlight enough. Um, typically, you're not going to have all of your ATMs in one spot. So that may require, you know, quite a bit. Love it. All right. Well, then I think that starts to put things into focus for our audience. So to wrap things up, then, what advice would you give to retailers who are maybe feeling a little overwhelmed by these new compliance requirements? Maybe they have a ton of fleets and they're just, it's just kind of difficult to take stock of even their existing fleet. Maybe it's a, it's a capital issue. Maybe it's just stress. <laughs> who knows? Uh -huh. It's a, always right. a busy time of year. So yeah. what advice would you offer to folks who are maybe feeling a little overwhelmed by all this? Uh, I, I would say assess, start start with assessing uh, which which ATMs need to be upgraded or replaced. Okay. Uh, and then and then go from there. You know, if you have if you have 30 machines that need to be upgraded, you know, with a keypad, then you, you 
place the order for that, or you, at least you, you know, this month I'm going to order five keypads, and next next month I'm going to order five. Right. But but also during that time, you're going to have to reassess. Okay, uh, I got I have half of my fleet updated that needed to be updated, but the other I, I haven't yet. So do I need to just go ahead and order? you know 30 this month just to put right. them on order because everybody's going to be doing the same thing so there's going to be order after order after order um and then that that's just going to create the you know if we're already uh, uh the, the backlog yeah. of parts and things like that mm -hmm. so so it, it, because everybody's going to be doing it at the same time it is one of those that it's the sooner the better, sooner the better. Uh, yeah it's because uh, yeah. uh, it, it's you know it, it is what it is but right yeah, yeah. And I also recommend just reserves. I'm not saying a lot, but you know, things happen during installation. It's rare, uh, but if you get that machine upgraded and you know, there's some damage, you wanna make sure, um, you may have done everything right, right? And then at the end, something happens. So you wanna still be in a place where you have what you need. Um, and as Jeremy stated, awareness is key. Know what you have. Um, if you need guidance on that, you know, you visit our website and we have some resources, some reference guides we can send to you. Um, any questions you have. Mm. Uh, believe it or not, we have individuals that aren't really sure what model it is. So, you know, mm -hmm. having those serial numbers handy, um, we mm -hmm. are able to look up things in our system and can tell you exactly uh, when that machine was shipped. Because sometimes, as you mentioned, they got it from a reseller, they may mm -hmm. not know exactly the details mm -hmm. and right. that type of thing. Good point. Yeah. Right, maybe they got it within the time frame that is, oh, this should have the right up, you know, the right mm -hmm. hardware. Right but the machine itself is a little older and they were sold some older, right? So yeah, those little nuances are important. Well, great then, you know, I think, I think that key takeaway is proactivity, right? Um, and I think y'all hit on something here where it's like, as the deadline approaches, that bottleneck is gonna get tighter and tighter because demand is gonna start going up. Everyone's gonna be like, well, the timeline's shrinking, gotta put those orders in, gotta schedule things with our technicians to come and upgrade and install or replace. And when everyone starts doing that, and everyone waits to the last minute, then everyone suffers, right? Oh, so, yeah. so yes, great. Not that one month turns into six months. Exactly, right? Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Because everyone right. thought they held, you know, could get right. it done in a month. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. great advice there. I think for everyone out there who's listening, who might have a fleet of ATMs that they need replaced, get to work now. You know, yeah. get to work now. I love it. Well, then I think on that front, um, you know, for a final bit of. Uh, helpful support for our audience. Do y'all have any resources uh, for our listeners to prepare for these PCI TR31 compliance standards outside of this podcast, right? Could we point them anywhere for maybe a cheat sheet or just further breakdowns of how they can assess their fleet and start to take action? Yes, well, if they visit our website, yosunginterview.com. We will have some reference guides that will be uploading to the website soon. Cool. Uh, we'll be putting informational information out there. Wonderful. Quickly. Yeah, they can call uh, tech support as well. Perfect. Um, we we talk to all customers whether they, as long as they know our phone number and they give us a serial number, we can we can at least uh, help them with with mm -hmm. that particular ATM Perfect. what they need to do, or if we don't if we don't know the answer, we'll get them in the right direction. You know, so yeah. they can get the get the info they need. Perfect. Yep. They can get y'all on the phone, they can get y'all yeah. PDFs, mm -hmm. they can go to your website, everything. Yeah. Whatever works yep. for you. All right, cool. All right, y'all, well, I think on that note, we'll go ahead and start to wrap up the conversation. Before we do that, though, wanna make sure folks have all the resources they need to fully understand 
you know, what do I have in, in my fleet of ATMs? What needs to change? And what should my action steps be? So do you all have any further resources or um, whether that's specific documents or areas, you know, that we should point people to uh, so that they can assess their fleet and prepare for the new PCI TR31 compliance standards? Where should we point them? Well, yes, uh, at this time we have details available on our website, yosunginterview.com, as well as in the bio um, of this podcast, we will have references to a fact sheet. We have a roadmap that gives a timeline for PCI TR31 compliance, and we also have a reference guide that lets you know what part number specifically you will need to order um, and things of that nature. So if you want specific information to the documents that we mentioned, you can find those in the description of the podcast uh, and anywhere else where we post this. So again, thank you to the two of you for your perspectives today, your insights, and your strategies. It's been very useful. So thank thanks you. so much for thank having you. us. Thank you. Great.